Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Wednesday evening or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at Polyglot Azrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T. AZ or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin, the language nerd, on your favorite social media platform. So again, that is spelled A-Z or Z, R-E-N, the language nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. So guys, I've been really sick for the past, I would say, roughly a week. On Thursday night or Thursday evening last week, I came down with a really bad flu. I was throwing up, I felt really terrible, I had a fever, my body was hurting, I was slightly delirious, I was just in a bad state overall. And for basically from Thursday night, even today I still feel it a little bit, but let's say really from Thursday until about Monday, I was in a really bad state. And then about Tuesday and then today, things have been getting back back to normal. But to be honest with you, it's been kind of annoying because I'm mostly better today. And even yesterday I was mostly better, but I still kind of feel it. Randomly in the middle of the day, I'll be like, whew, like I feel kind of tired and sick. And I just need to like sit and just do nothing for a second or I need to lie down. Or even today, like I felt pretty good in the morning. I went to class and everything. But now as we're getting into the evening, as we're getting into the evening, I'm just feeling like, oh, whew, getting, getting tired. And it's kind of like my body needs to get back into the rhythm of things slowly but surely. So I'm taking it easy. I'm not doing as much work as normal. I'm slowly, you know, making sure I'm not rushing into the recovery and everything because that sickness was, that sickness was quite bad. I don't think I felt quite that terrible in quite some time. So that was the main reason why you haven't heard from me on this podcast for roughly a week and why I've been basically dead online um, and not posting at all on any social media networks, YouTube or Facebook or Snapchat or anywhere, just been, just been sick. But hopefully as we get more and more through this week, I can start to post a little bit more online, start to get back into my regular schedule. And I will say this, um, and hopefully this helps other people out there who, who have a lot on their plate like I do. I've been, you know, this one sickness made me realize that having a lot on my plate is, a, is, a, is really good. I like that. I like being busy. I like having a lot to do. But ultimately, I need to be getting more help than I am incorporating right now. I need to bring other people into the equation. And in my case, that means I have to hire a little bit of, I have to hire a couple of things out that currently I don't hire out. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, but a couple things I'm considering is completely hiring out everything to do with video editing so that I don't really, I don't edit videos anymore. So that's completely off my plate or even something like hiring an assistant to do some day-to-day -day tasks that take me a long time or that take a good hour or two every day that I could just hire to someone else. Those are two avenues that I'm considering. Um, as you guys have heard on this podcast before, I hired someone on a part-time basis to help with some of the event 
sides of th side of things when I run my my language learning events here here in Calgary. So that's obviously been, that's obviously been really good. But I will say this: that hire did not take work off my plate. It just allows me to get more work done, which is obviously fantastic. That's really really good. But right now, I think I need to be taking some stuff off my plate because. I, I can't have it. I can't be in a scenario where if I get sick for three, four, five, six days, whatever, where it completely, where the work completely piles on top of itself. I can't be, basically what I'm trying to say is that I can't on an average week have so many things to do that if one or two things go wrong, I'm screwed and now I'm behind. Like that's not good. There should be a little bit like there should be some extra time for me to actually like have some slush, have a little bit of free time, have some backup time in case something goes wrong. And getting sick last week, essentially, and still a little bit today, if you can hear it in my voice, I'm not sure, um, just made me realize that, oh crap, I'm not really in that kind of position right now. And this is something that I have to change. So it's definitely one of the, one of the things that are now at the top of the priority list. So for people who also have a lot of stuff on their plate, maybe this is something you think about as well. And maybe in your case, it's not in a, you, you don't have a business challenge, AKA you're not experiencing having too much on your plate in a business context, but you're experiencing in a way where you have too much on your plate personally, and you have to ask some family members for help, or you have to ask you know, your brother or your sister, someone to help out with a couple of things, or you have to, who knows, maybe it's at work and you're, you're, you're lugging all of the pressure on your own shoulders and you're not asking your teammates for help or your coworkers for help or whatever it is. I think asking for help is, is definitely something that is a good idea and it's something that I need to do a little bit more of to make sure that I am basically running my business and running my life in a very sustainable way. Especially because, interesting little side note, um, at the university, you know, as you guys know, I'm doing my a second major right now as a part-time student, a second degree, let's call it, in East Asian language studies with a concentration in Mandarin. Especially there, like that takes up a significant portion of time. And the more advanced that my classes get, the more time it's going to take up. Right now, I'm lucky in the sense that I'm able to do, I'm able to put in a reasonably I'd say a reasonably minimal, minimal amount of work into my classes to get decent grades. But geez, like I already know, once I get into like literature classes, like Chinese literature, things like that, that's not gonna be the case whatsoever. It's gonna be the difficulty's going to ramp up. So it's something I have to be thinking about. I have to get ahead of that before I'm faced with the problem directly in front of me. So those are definitely some big things that are on my mind. Uh, in my personal life, my work life, etc. Now, transitioning into a little bit of a language learning, a language learning direction here, I, I want to talk about a few things. First of all, for people who are taking language classes, I had a crazy thought today as I was leaving the university. I thought to myself that success in language classes has very has is has is very little to do with what you actually do in that class. That's a crazy thing. Success in the language class, at least in my experience, often has very little to do with what you do in that language class. Usually, it has more to do with what you're doing out of the language class. So for me, this is why I attend, you know, reasonable, like I don't attend all my classes. I attend very few classes, probably 50% of the classes, 45, 50% of all the classes are skipped. I don't go, right? 
and yet my marks are still decently fine enough. They're still good marks and I'm still learning a lot and getting a lot out of the class. And this is because of all the things that I'm doing outside of the class. I am studying Chinese on my own time. I am reviewing the class notes. I am asking people questions. I am searching things on Google to figure out how things, how grammar points and such work. I, when tests are coming up, will practice my characters. So when you're going to, it's, it's so funny because a lot of people think, or a lot of people will feel that taking a language class is the way to learn a language, which absolutely it is a fantastic way to learn a language, but most of the class, most of the work you're doing, regardless of if you're taking a class or not, is going to be happening outside the class. And the people who are only relying on the classes are not the ones who are going to see the most success. As a matter of fact, I would rather that you skip and don't attend 75% of all of your actual classes, but you reviewed all the class notes and you practiced them and you read afterwards and you did exercises, you practiced it with friends, you thought about it, you, you blah, 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 you asked questions. I'd rather you do all that work outside the class and actually go to class, which seems so counterintuitive. The amount of flack that I catch and the amount of criticism sometimes or the amount of comments that people make about Azrin, why don't you come to class? Why don't you, like you're never here. Like you're missing quizzes, like you're blah, 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 which is 100% true, by the way. They are 100% right. I'm in the wrong in this sense. Like definitely it would be better for me to attend more class, no doubt about it. But it's funny, I get so much flack for it because we put attending class for, and for language learning purposes, we put attending class on this massive pedestal and yet the value of attending the class is not as high as we think. The purpose, at least for me, right, that I, what I like about the class is that, um, is that the material is presented in a very organized way in the class. So when I do go, I am able to learn from it. I like the fact that I can ask a teacher and I have someone to ask questions to. I like that the teacher is going to put these organized lessons in an, in an online format. I like the accountability because we have quizzes, we have tests, we have assignments. There are, it's, it, there are certain guidelines and restrictions and criteria and expectations, let's call it, expectations that I have to hit, right? I can't just, it's not like an online program that you buy and there's zero accountability. Like if you don't go through it, nothing really happens. In a class, there are real expectations you have to hit in order to pass the class. Right, so I, I really like that about it. That's definitely a big win. And so that's that's what it is for me. That's what how I treat language classes to get the most out of it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to go every class. I have to do all the homework. I have to do every assignment. I have to treat everything and treat everything super seriously. No, I don't have to. And I'm gonna use that class to learn. And this is why it's so funny because the grading of those classes and I've said this before, the grading of language classes very, very rarely actually map out or well, not very rarely, often do not map out to how strong someone actually is in a foreign language. So just a crazy thought that was occurring to me this morning and I wanted to make sure I talked about it on the podcast today. Another thing I wanna talk about, and this is the biggest thing, I was wanting to talk about this when I was sick. It occurred to me when I was sick, but I was 
not in the right headspace. I was so zonked out and tired and exhausted and vomiting and stuff that I was not in any mindset to make the podcast. So I'm so excited I can finally talk about this here. The other thing that we have to talk about is we have to, in the polyglot space, this is where we're getting really nerdy about language learning. Um, we have to suck a little bit of the, let's call it absolutism out of the equation. We have to take away absolutism out of the, out of the, out of the picture. I don't know if absolute, absolutism, whatever that word is. I don't know if that's even a real word. So let me explain what I'm trying to say. When you watch a lot of videos, listen to podcasts, read blog, blog posts, listen to people's experiences with language learning, a lot of people, a plethora, I, I might even venture out to say the majority of people have a very one way perspective or a very, um, I would say a very strong belief that this, this is how you learn a language. This is what works. This doesn't work. This is amazing. This is not amazing. This is better than this. This is worse than this. Blah, 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 blah. This is how it should be done. Every polyglots, blah, blah, blah. Language learning should be done like this. People struggle with language learning for this one reason or for these two reasons. Like there's every, we have our strong beliefs and we stick to them and we talk and we, and we, and we talk about them as if they are the truth. And the problem is that it's just not, that's just not, it's just not how it is. It's just wrong. There are so many ways to look at the equation and there are so many variations on what works and what doesn't and how to approach things for language learning. And it's not like there is this one particular truth. It's funny, I'll see like news articles and stuff and I have a lot of empathy for them. I get it, I understand, right? But I'll see a lot of news articles or I'll see these TED talks or I'll see whatever videos, right? And you see this person who has been positioned to be the language learning expert. And, and usually they are a language learning expert. They are someone who really is knowledgeable and they've done the research and they know a lot. And they start to talk about it and they're going, well, the reason people struggle with language learning is this, and this is what, how it should be done. And this is what the research shows and blah, 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 blah. And everything they're saying, by the way, is true. And given the framework of the TED talk or the presentation or the news article or whatever, there was no other way that they could approach that situation. And the way that they approached the situation probably was the best way they could have, they could have approached it. And yet it's important to understand that when we view, when we're watching, when we're consuming someone talking about language learning, even me, by the way, when we're listening to it, we have to have an objective lens. We have, we can't just take it as verbatim and be like, aha, that is how it works. Cause that's just not how it works. That's just, that's just wrong. So we have to we have to pay attention with a very open kind of mind and understand that everything that's being said, yes, has a lot of research behind it. Yes, has a lot of truth behind it. Yes, has worked for a lot of people. Yes, blah, 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 blah. And there's nuances. There's nuances for each individual. There's nuances that are going to change for each person. And I think it's important to, to talk about these because often the people that are sharing their viewpoints, giving their perspectives when they're doing it, in their mind, unconsciously, they are thinking that, oh no, this is the truth. The way I'm saying it is true. This is how it is because of, let's be real, their personal experiences. And even if their personal experiences is based on them reading research or doing conducting, conducting research, it is still based on your personal experience and there, there are caveats to what you said. There are exceptions. There are people that won't fall into that 
framework or this, that, the other thing. And by the way, that, that, that you can, you can point a finger at me too. I've been guilty. I mean, every one of us, we're guilty of doing it, but we have to try and remember, we have to try and realize that, right? Myself included. We have to try and realize that so that we're not just spitting very absolutist, a absolutist, is that a word? Absolutist, very one-sided kind of opinions. And we have to try and just be open-minded at the same time. Now, to play devil's advocate to what I was just saying, um, I also realized that when it comes to the language learner's perspective, right? Someone who just maybe isn't even super passionate about languages, but they're learning it for a practical reason because they have to. Maybe there's a mild interest there. Maybe it's in school, it's part of their work, it's part of whatever, immigration requirements, whatever it is, right? And maybe someone is coming to someone like me for, for answers and they're looking for actual advice. I do understand there's a lot of value in just giving a very direct, very clear answer and not going into the wishy-washiness of, well, here's one option and here's another option and here's what Steve Coffin says and here's what Benny Lewis says and one guy actually says this and there's research to show that TPRS is a really good strategy and there's also a really good strategy that works like this and then you can also learn through music, wow. And there's also comprehensible input. That's a really big thing we can get into. Like, who, who cares, right? And so sometimes, and as weird, I'm going backwards on this whole thing, sometimes that absolutist kind of statement or like advice or video or content in general is exactly what we need. <laughs> it's exactly what is needed because it's going to help so many people. But we have to understand there is a there's an there's another side to that coin. There are after effects that absolutist kind of video content, blog posts, comments, conversations we have, the side effect of them is that people then think that is the best way when it's may or may not be the best way. There may be other ways that other people have come across, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I just got really heady there, really philosophical, up in the air, airy, et cetera. So hopefully I didn't lose people and hopefully that made sense. and. I articulated it clearly, but it was a big thing that was like circulating through my mind and has been building up since I was sick. So I'm happy to finally have gotten that off my chest here. A couple of minor little updates here as well while we're on while we're still recording this podcast. Somebody stole my stuff. I don't know if you guys heard about that on my Instagram and Facebook and everything. Literally, it would have been like a few days before I got sick. Somebody stole my backpack. Oh no, I talked about it. Yeah, I talked about this. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I already made podcasts. We did talk about this, duh. Um, quick update on it is that there is no real update. I've not heard back from the police, have not gotten my stuff back. I've made like a reward poster with like, my backpack looks like this. Here's what's inside it. I'll give you a reward. Please return my stuff. Like one of those kinds of posters. Hopefully that turns up something, but basically I've given up hope on getting my things back and I'm just gonna have to go replace essentially replace my things. So that's kind of the update, um, the update on that whole stolen, stolen item front. But <laughs> um, maybe we'll finish this whole, how long has this podcast been going? I think I have time to do one more little thing here. Let me see. Yeah, I've got time for one more little thing. Um, the final thing I'll say is the following. You know, somebody left an interesting, and I've seen this comment before, by the way, this is this, it's not just putting this one person on the spot. I've seen it various times in various contexts, but uh, one person recently said to me, um, oh man, Azarin, with getting sick and your stuff being stolen and all of that, like, 
you must be happy that January is over or coming to a close, like, wow. And it was just funny, right? Like the, the tone of the comment, the way I interpreted it was kind of like, oh man, you had these two unfortunate things happen. You get really sick and um, your things are stolen. And that means that, you know, you're not like, it means that the start of the year wasn't a good start to the year. And he might have even said, I don't remember anymore, but they might have even said in the, in the comment or in the post itself, like, wow, what a what an awful start to the year. Like they might have even said that, I don't remember anymore, but anyway. And I wanted to quickly comment on it because it, it, it was such a foreign thought to me. Like, it's so funny that um, just cause a couple of things happen in the last half of the month, like that, that to, in my mind, that doesn't ruin the rest of the month. Like I still look back and I was like, January has been freaking awesome. Like I've had a, I've had a good, like I've had a great January, a great start to 2019. Things have been fantastic. Um, yes, I had the flu, fine. Yes, my stuff got stolen, but fine. It's like, it's stuff is stuff. I said it before, right? Stuff is stuff. Like it's, you just replace it, right? It's not the end of the world. Like it's not like my house burned down and my mother was inside and now her two legs are burnt off and she can't work anymore. And like, you know, like my sister had her eye burned. Like, like it's not bad stuff. Like it was nothing terrible, right? It was like minorly bad. And, but that doesn't ruin the whole month for me. And as I said, it just made me think about how myself included, but most of us who like most of us or a lot of us anyway, who live in very priv who have very privileged kind of lives, who live in a nice, who live in a very developed country, who have a good family, who blah, 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 blah. Like when we just look at a lot of who have a roof over the head, who have food in the fridge, like a lot of us have very privileged lives, which then leads us to forget like and not have perspective on what is a bad thing to happen and what isn't a bad thing to happen. Like someone, here's a good example. Someone stealing my backpack. Yes is bad. Yes, we don't like it. Yes, it made me upset. I was not happy about it. All of that. But in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of like someone gave me, it's kind of like I had a whole cake, like a big chocolate cake. And someone took one, like took like a nibble, like my, like someone in my family came and took a little nibble off one of them, of the cherries on top. And I'm going like, oh my God, you nibbled my cherry. Like, and I'm losing my, like losing myself completely over it versus going like, hey, I wanted that cherry, right? Like we, we need to manage, we need to understand that like things that are bad are not necessarily that bad. We just think it's really terrible because of how good things are for us in comparison to how other people may have life or how, what kind of life they may have. And on the flip side, things that we think are good, I think I've said this before, the things that we think are good are not necessarily as good as we thought that they were. So the highs, the good things are not as good as we thought, the bad things are not as bad as we thought they were, and everything is just kind of finds some kind of balance between the two. Just a random little thing that was making me think about as I read that, as I read that little comment that I wanted to, that I wanted to share with you guys, uh, share with you guys here. It almost be <laughs> another super really random thought. It would almost be like valuable, maybe, I don't know if it'd be valuable, maybe it'd be valuable, I'm not sure. But there would potentially be some value in having like a world ranking chart of every single person of who actually has the best life and who has the worst life. Like worst life is like slave in a cage and like who knows where, no arms, you know, in pain because they have stomach worms or something like that would be like last place or who knows, right? 
and best place would be like i don't even know i don't even know how they qualify where you like where you land on that list like is it done by richness is it done by happiness is it done by like i don't know how they do that but anyway it'd be interesting to see where you land on that chart i think it'd be a very humbling experience for a lot of people who have privilege and such so anyway just a random thing to finish the podcast off. Thank you for listening. I'm not sure if I'll be back to daily podcasts quite yet. There's, geez, there's a, there's, it's crazy how much stuff I have to catch up on after being sick. Like you should have seen the number of emails and messages and text messages and such that I had to clear through. It took like, I felt like it took a year to get through it all. It wasn't actually a year, obviously, but it felt so long and I'm still actually catching up on some of that stuff. So it's crazy. Um, so there's a lot of stuff I'm trying to catch up on and I have a Chinese test this week that I'm not fully prepared for. So a lot of stuff I'm working on still, so I'm, I may not be up to daily podcast quite, quite yet, but I'm gonna start to work back up to my usual, my usual routines, hopefully, uh, in the near future. So you guys will see more of me, just uh, give me, be a little bit patient with me as, as I get back into my normal rhythm. So anyway, thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. You guys rock. We will talk next time. Bye for now, see you.